Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and on behalf of my co-host Chrissy Dunham and myself, let me just say thank you for joining us today. The Wonder Podcast is for you, whether you're a man, a woman, young, older, married, single. Our mission is to encourage you and get you focused back on the wonders of our great God. Psalm 136 says, to him who alone does great wonders, and to him alone do we dedicate this episode and every episode. So whether you're in the car or on your way to work, at home watching a little one, washing dishes or binge listening on a road trip, which we've heard many of you do, we say thank you. And we pray you enjoy this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. As usual, I am here with Lisa Clark. We are well into the month of January. We are still striving for our goals. I am still on hold 30, holding strong. Lisa, what are you holding strong to? Well, obviously, I'm not holding strong to hold 30 because I ate your cake and my cake at a birthday celebration last week. So I'm obviously not doing whole 30, but I am kind of back into my swing of eating less, walking more all of that. So that's good. But I'm, I'm feeling good about things. You know, we're three weeks in and this is good. We're, we're into 2021 and it, we're optimistic, aren't we, Chrissy? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And we're very excited about our guests today. This family is one of Lisa and I's favorite families. Um, we love every single one of them. It is our state representative of Texas, Jeff Leach. He'll have to tell you what district he's in. But we have had Becky on our show a couple of times. But Jeff is in the middle of what is going on in our country, especially here in the state of Texas. And we just wanted to hear from him today and hear what's really going on and all those things because we know you have children and you're trying to explain things. And there's just a lot of stuff going on. And We're actually recording the week of the inauguration. And so all of that is coming up. And I think our 2021 is going to be a great year. And we just wanted to have Jeff on to hear what's going on in the state of Texas. So welcome, Jeff, to the Wonder Podcast. Chrissy, Lisa, and all your listeners, it's so great to be with you. Well, I don't know if you know this, but if you ever become governor or you go higher than that, Becky has promised me that I can be her first lady and take care of the first lady. So just know I'm with you for life. That's Becky and I's deal. I don't know well, if you're aware of that. But I, I, I she do. has mentioned that, but, but let's be honest. You two know me and have known me and Becky for a long time. Really the one who needs to run for governor is Becky Leach. And so... <laughs> I will be the first gentleman of Texas. Yeah, and Chrissy, you can take care of me, okay? Okay. Well, Becky leads the state. That's a good, that's a great statement, Jeff. You keep that kind of mindset, you're going to go far in life, let me just tell you. Well, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's the truth. Becky, y'all know how remarkable she is, and she just, we're in this together. Politics is a, uh, being in public service is a unique challenge in these trying times, but I, I I just couldn't and wouldn't do this without her support and support of great friends like y'all as well. So she's incredible. So tell she's us great. what a day in the life of a state representative looks like. Well, the you know the the reality is Lisa, every day is different, which is uh, 
can, can be exciting. It can be uh, terrifying and, and trying and uh, tiring all at the same time. But we, we worked very hard. I and my team uh, just surrounded by such great talented folks who helped me have a pulse on our district. And, and for your listeners who might not know the district that I serve is just North of Dallas. It includes about 200,000 people in uh, the cities of Plano, Allen, Richardson, and actually a little part of the city of Dallas as well. So we have some really unique challenges in our district and we're, we're very in tune because we spend a lot of time listening to and meeting with constituents, visiting schools, uh, talking to hospital leaders and doctors and moms and dads and taxpayers, and small business owners in our district on a daily basis. But right now we're in legislative session. So I'm here at the Capitol and uh, we're working very hard for the next 133 days in the 87th legislative session, uh, which will end on Memorial Day to get the business of the people of Texas done and get back home and live and work under the laws that we create. So what is one of the biggest challenges that you are facing this session? So politically, let me give you a very brief political and then a personal answer. Politically, just the reality of the times that we find ourselves in, so much of what is happening, look, wherever someone finds them, themselves on the, on the political spectrum, I don't think there's any question that if you look at Washington right now, um, there's division and sorry. I, yeah. So, you know, you've got such division and I would, I would say darkness when you look at Washington and that should concern all of us. But the reality is in, in Texas and for many state legislatures um, in Austin, um, in the case of Texas, that's really where the policy happens that uh, where the rubber meets the road that impacts you and your families and your business and our churches, our hospitals, our schools at the state capitals. And so what I want people to do, um, the, the biggest challenge for me is having people recognize that we're not Washington. Well, Washington is broken. And even we have our challenges in Austin. We work and we work well together and we get our business done. But that, that's not an easy thing. That's a real challenge. Personally, I would say the reality of the job right now has me away from home quite a bit in Austin, away from Becky and our, our three kids and our dog who's running around here at my, at my feet right now at my desk. Um, so I'm actually not in Austin. I was able to come home last night from the Capitol and I'm headed back there tomorrow. But uh, just, just being away from the family. Is, is always very difficult. People ask me how they can pray for me. And I would just say for just to be the, the dad and the husband that I need to be even when I'm away. But I'll say this, I, we're in this together. I, I serve here at home as dad to prepare Brady and Charlotte and Landry for the world. And I serve at the Texas Capitol to prepare the world for them. Our, our kids are, are going to face challenges that many of us didn't face, couldn't even fathom facing. And our job is to go before them and pave the way so that they have the same opportunities that we have. Well, I appreciate that. And I, Chrissy and I both have grandchildren who are in this world right now or entering the world right now. And uh, some days you get kind of get overwhelmed as a believer in Jesus Christ with what's going on. And I think, you know, from my perspective, you mentioned the church and you mentioned prayer, Jeff, and those are two things that we can do as the body of Christ. I, I heard it on a podcast I was listening to earlier today where he said, those of us that are out taking the bullets for you so that you can go to church, so that you can live in a free nation, you know, so that you can do your life. He said, lift us up in prayer every day. And Jeff, I think that's, that's you and the, that's the, your team. Those are the, the fellow representatives and the senators in Texas and the governor, just anyone in political office. And I think what we've seen over this last year is, is obviously a big need for prayer in our country. 
but I've, I also have seen our need for community and like-mindedness and restoration and so many things like that. As you talk to people across the state and in, in, in the country, how are you encouraging people today that might feel downtrodden or might be overwhelmed for their kids or grandkids? I, I hear that a lot. What are you, what are you saying? So what I'm hearing from folks in my district, what I'm seeing all, all across the state, we've got a lot of really hurting, troubled, anxious people all around us. I, I would put the Bible-believing Christians squarely in that group. We've got um, faith leaders and pastors. I mean, all of us as moms and dads, those who are have a an active walk, an active and strong relationship with Lord, even us, you can't help but look around you um, and, and turn on the news and read the newspaper and all the, the tribulation and feel a sense of, of anxiousness. The verse that I've been camped out on with my team over the past few weeks as we've been kind of dealing with this and praying through it and getting ready for session is a verse um, I think every Christian has at least heard, if not have memorized, and that's John 16, 33, where, where Jesus tells us that in this world we will have trouble, but he tells us to take heart for he has overcome the world. And, and what, what I get from that, Jesus doesn't tell us that he might overcome the world or that he will overcome the world. He already has overcome the world, and there should be great peace in that for us. Doesn't mean our trouble's going to go away. He says we'll have trouble, but he's already won. My big concern right now, Lisa, I don't mean to be so wordy on this, is just how do we get Christians to focus on the promises of God, to claim the promises of God, to rest in the promises of God, and then have courage to speak out for truth and righteousness in a, in a loving biblical way. That is because at the end of the day, it's the church that's going to bring us through this, not the halls of government. I believe that very strongly. And that's exactly how I feel. I am not a worrier. I am a glass half full girl. And I see everything that's going on. And for some reason, I've only been overwhelmed once. And that was back in March of 2020 when the pandemic started. And I went to the grocery store and there was very low groceries, like hardly any meat, hardly any bread. And for about an hour, I panicked. But after that, I just have given myself to the Lord. I truly believe that the Lord has placed people like you in a government office to stand for Him in this time. Me, you, and Lisa, and all the other believers have been created for this time. He knew this was coming. He knew our government would be in an uproar. He knew a pandemic would be happening. What a time to be a Christian. What a time to stand up for what you believe. What a time to be in the Word of God and getting so close to it that you just eat it every day and you consume it and you talk about it and you walk down the road with it. All the scriptures that we have learned since childhood, they are all coming to life and aren't they becoming so real and the promises of God's word becoming so real. So when I think of Jeff Leach in Austin, I think of a fellow brother believer down there fighting for religious freedom, fighting for what God has called us to do. And then your beautiful family is back in Allen doing the same thing. And if we would all, all Christians get on board and live a life like that, don't you think the climate may look different? from a different perspective, we have to let our light shine. 
Chrissy, I couldn't, I can't put it any better than you just did. And I just, I love hearing the joy in your voice and the way that you're exhorting me. I mean, put all your other listeners aside, just exhorting me to have a spirit of, of joy and expectation um, because you're right. The, the church is, this is why the church exists. This is the reason that we exist to be a light in the darkness, to be, to be salt and light. And we've gotten really good at salting the salt and shining a light in rooms that are already bright. But the, the reason that the church exists, God's called us and actually asked him, asked us to join us in this, uh, this, this heavenly endeavor of shining a light in very dark places. This is what we, why we exist. This is what we live for as Christians. We, we need prayer for warriors. All of us should be prayerful warriors and, uh, and biblical warriors. And we need to be in the word, but what we really need is happy warriors. We need happy warriors because we have the answer. We know what the answer is. It's straightforward and not complicated, but there's a lot of uh, people out there who just need us to love on them and smile at them and be kind to them and offer a positive word of encouragement and have a vision for the future and not walk around with our, with our heads hung low and our shoulders shrugged, you know, just waiting for Jesus to return. Um, as much as I do want Jesus to return and look forward to eternity in heaven with him. He's got me here for a reason and I'm going to, I'm going to have fun working for him. I agree, Jeff. And I think that's a good point. And I've thought about this a lot recently because I think some people are really good about speaking out on all of the stuff, right? And you've seen it on social media and that's a whole nother thing. And some people don't speak out at all. And I, I guess there's probably a happy medium but I think people think, well, if I don't speak out on social media, then I don't have a voice. Well, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a, I think for the Christian, maybe we should talk less and do more because I think there's a way for us to serve mankind and to love people the way Jesus loved and not just be so blatantly out there with our voice all the time. What do you think? I've found myself, I find myself so often guilty of this. I'll get on social media, Twitter, Facebook, which by the way, is not the real world. Uh, You know, yes, it's important for us to be on those forums and to be communicating, but the real world is what's going on out my front door right now. As I look at my my neighbor uh, walking his kid down the street, you know, or the elderly couple that's across the street that is very nervous about COVID and has not even left their house for months to go to the grocery store. So asking ourselves, how can we put Twitter away, put Instagram away and go across the street and just be kind to our neighbor and get to know them. And we've had opportunities, even in this pandemic, as dark as it's been, it's also offered some real opportunities to connect with people and to offer a word of hope and encouragement to people who are really hurting. So Lisa, I couldn't agree more. Yes, there is a space for us to speak out and we need to speak truth and love on those forums, but it's also simple for us just to put those things down and walk across the street and ask, you know, our neighbors if we can go grocery shopping for them. Yeah. Simple stuff like that makes it makes a big difference. So we've talked about praying for you and of course voting for you that people just elected you back into a new session. What else can we do? What else do we need to be praying for? What else can we do for you? Well, I, I would um, thank you. Thank you for your prayers and for your votes and just the, the folks like y'all who have been so gracious and generous and supporting us over the years. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. I feel like the Lord's given me a, a word in recent weeks to encourage Christians to pray about running for office. And so I would encourage the two of you and also your listeners to think about, it's not hard to run for school board or city council or 
county commissioner or state representative or even just being involved in your PTA or are showing up to, there are political meetings all across our country that happen every single night in diners and at country clubs and in the gymnasiums of schools. Christians need to be engaged in those areas. So supporting candidates, voting for candidates, but I would also encourage your listener out there, listeners to, if they feel a stirring in their heart, maybe the Lord's calling them to consider, man, could I run for office someday? I'm a mom. I've got a home full of kids. I don't have time to do this, but I, I, I really... I see my school board members and I don't see anyone that's a voice for me or for my values or my families. Maybe that's God stirring in the heart of some of your listeners to think about running someday. And I would love to be a resource in any way, but we got, we got to have some Christians in, in our halls of government at all levels to, like I said, be a light, be a positive voice for the future. It's a good word. And I think it's a valuable word too, because I think so many of us think, well, that's not my calling or whatever, but, but maybe it is and pray about it right? That's a great place to start. Absolutely. And it, it really, I mean, it could just be as you're talking to your kids running for a office in their club at school or whatever. Uh, I think we just need all of us to engage in the process a little bit more. Speaking of kids, Jeff, how do we talk to our kids in this day and time with all of the things going on in our world? How do you, how, what kind of conversations are you having with your kiddos and how are you talking to them and how are you protecting them from things that they don't need to be dealing with right now? Or are you? So Lisa and Chrissy, I'm going to mention something briefly. And then I want to turn that question back on you because you have been where I am and come through it successfully with all your wonderful kids that you've raised. Cause I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of feel young, but I guess I am younger with young kids at home, a 12, a 10 and a six year old who are struggling with that very question, Lisa. I, we don't watch the news a lot in our house because I don't want my kids to think that, man, this is what dad, to look at Washington and say, this is what dad does. This is our country. This is, this is a mess. I mean, if you turn on the news over the past week, two weeks, you've seen a battleground in our nation's capital. I shudder to think what people all across the world are, are thinking when they look at Washington, D.C. right now. We try to encourage them. We talk truth about what we believe and why we believe it and how they can stand up for what they believe in. But we've been talking a lot in our house just about loving people and trusting God, claiming his word and just loving people and being kind. I would turn that back around on you. Give me some, give me your advice. <laughs> well, I've seen this great thing running through social media about, you know, kids and, and grandkids and what they're experiencing, what they're seeing, and whoever wrote this, it was beautifully written, and I won't do it any justice, but the bottom line of the whole article was, your job, mom, your job, dad, is to love Jesus with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to raise the children that the Lord has given you. That's your first ministry. That's your first spot. That's your, that's your bread and butter. You've got to get it right at home before you can go outside those walls. And I think that's a very important message to our listeners that are moms and grandmothers. And, uh, you know, you hear story after story, testimony after testimony of grandparents that have influenced someone's life. You hear it all the time. So grandparents have a role here and parents are the front line. And I know they get tired. I watch my girls. They work full time. Their kids are in school. They go pick them up. They have dinner. They have dance class. They have soccer. They have all the things and they're exhausted by the time they hit the bathtub, by the time the kids get in bed and then they have to lay with them and read a story. And I know it's exhausting and I know it's tiring. Our job is to teach them 
to love Jesus with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when we run off that, we are full and our kids see that in us when they see us reading the Bible, when they see us praying, when they we pray with them at night. We need to pray for our country. We need to pray for President Joe Biden. We need to pray for this new administration. Whether we voted for them or not, no matter what, this was God's plan. This is his, He's executing the whole thing. And I know that we win. So why would we not pray for that? And doesn't the Bible say to pray? for enemies, pray for people that don't look like you, talk like you, that don't act like you. And we need to teach our kids that. And if we live that, we are creating the next generation, the next soldiers, the next warriors for Jesus Christ. Because Lisa's getting old, Jeff. I don't know if you've looked at her lately. She's she's getting old. So her kids are going to rise up and call her blessed because I've seen her do that and do it well. And she still is. So that is what we're called to do as parents, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it is, Chrissy. And we can drop the mic right there. I would just add that the marching orders that we have as parents haven't changed. No matter what's going on in Washington or in Austin or anywhere else, our marching orders have not changed. And that is to pass this baton of faith and pass it off well to where our kids grab it and run with it. I think 2020 gave us a great opportunity in this world as Christian parents who love Jesus with our whole heart to refocus on what's important. And it was kind of like it was the precursor to what we're walking through now as we hear things, well, things could be changing and this could happen and this could happen. Okay, maybe, maybe not, right? But we were able to refocus in 2020 and remember our priorities and remember our job on a daily basis, and that is to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and streak, our neighbor as ourselves, as parents, to teach the ways of, of, of God to our children and make sure they grab that baton. So, Jeff, you and Becky are doing an incredible job, and we appreciate Amen. so much the service that you do for this, the people of Texas and for your family. And I just, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for you and the others on both sides of the aisle who give up so much to uh, live out their convictions for the people that they serve and to be there and to be the sounding board and to be the ones bringing the news back to us. I just think it's such a valuable thing. We really appreciate you coming on today, just encouraging us because when we hear you and what you're doing and how you're doing it, that encourages us back home to stay strong and to keep the main thing, the main thing. But Just like Chrissy said, we will be praying for you and Becky and the kids and and for the others who serve our our nation like you guys do, because that's how we were built as a nation. And um, and that's what we will continue to do. Do you want to do you have anything you would like to say as we close? Well, I just we we love you all and just so grateful for both of you, Lisa and Chrissy. And, you know, if there's one thing I want your listeners to, to know, it's that that as for me, I still believe in America. I believe that our best days are still ahead of us. I really do. I'm very hopeful. It's a dark, dark time, but I see much better days ahead, just around the horizon, actually. And if you look back through our history, we've had very dark times before. And without question, every single time, it's always the church and the people of God that lead us forward every single time. And if the church acts like the church and loves on people and speaks truth, the best days for America are still ahead. God's got a special plan for our country. We just get to be a part of it. So love you all to death and all my best to you and your listeners. 
We love Thank you. you, Jeff. That's what we needed to hear. Thank you, Jeff, so much. God bless. <laughs>